0: Again,
1: yeah. We have to keep coming back because sometimes we forget that we should do this regularly, but it's like every, the,
0: every episode. Uh, it's like, hey, Flanna, we're back. It's like, yeah, that's what we said last episode.
1: <laughs> I see Daisy running around in the background. I, yeah, I think I heard her walking into a couple walls.
0: walls. Yeah, she's being a maniac. she got a bone. She's got a cone on her head. Oh, there she goes.
1: Rummaging through a bag of it's a backpack. What are you doing?
0: Anyways. Daisy's That's a great start Daisy's just so fired up for this podcast so
1: I mean how could you not be it's been a while she's she's probably been been begging you to, to hop on the pod here yeah. um yeah we're uh you know we're gonna be releasing this right before the NLF elite 120 which is um, a one-day showcase for the best 2024s in the country um, which is going to precede crab feast so a loaded weekend down in Baltimore I'll be uh I'll be checking it out I'm very excited to to see a lot of the guys that maybe sometimes you don't get to see as much, especially you know some of the West Coast guys. I know um, there's a there's a strong presence coming in from there, um, some of the Midwest guys as well. You know it's always a great event. It's very boutique style, and um, you really get to see um, just a lot of the the really high end skill, and it, and it kind of helps separate you know guys separate themselves from everybody else in the classic. Like, I remember when the 2021s were doing this, which I guess would have been 2019. Uh, they had Leo Johnson and Chris Kavanaugh on an attack line, um, which seems unfair.
0: That, does, that doesn't seem like it's something that should be
1: allowed. <laughs> this is going to surprise you, but you scored a lot of goals. Um, really? No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Well, a lot of fun to watch, but just gives you a glimpse of you know the kind of talent that you're seeing um, in this in this uh, one day showcase. It's going to be you know very heavily attended by college coaches and a lot of the big names. I would expect to see there, especially for the uh, the the schools that are coming to check out Crab Feast, which is, you know, perennially one of the premier events on the circuit. Um, Coach McLaren at the Crabs does an outstanding job of of running that. And it, you know, there's just so many good teams. And you know, I was checking out the, um, I was checking out the Turning Machine, and it, it's really tough to kind of figure out. You know, at least at the 2024 age group, which I'm sure is, you know, the one that most people are going to be focusing on the most. It's loaded. I mean, you got teams that there's going to be teams that miss out on the playoffs that are unbelievable. Um, You know, quick, quick rundown, looking at some of the top teams that really kind of stand out. I mean, team 91 uh, Long Island Wolfpack just won the the prime time summer invitational the other day in overtime against Eclipse. Eclipse is also going to be there. So they're, they're a loaded squad. You've seen a lot of those boys uh, at IMG actually, I think you had about 14 highlights of Brady McCorney. So it was good. And um, you know, looking at it, you know, down the road the crowd's been dominant to start the, the summer. Um, I want to say they Long Island Express won it last year, so you gotta watch out for them. Um, Massachusetts, um watch
0: know. out for the murder sons, Jimmy Kenny uh, and Finn Fox.
1: Yeah, they, they look I mean I saw Finn Fox a couple of weeks ago at Middletown. He looked unbelievable.
0: Just abusing people.
1: Oh, it was it was um, I almost felt bad for the kids. Like he was carving them up and Putting the ball on the ground kids were trying to dodge him which was did not work well
0: um he plays angry
1: yeah it does i missed out on jimmy kenny but i'm hoping to see him this weekend
0: um, well jimmy's jimmy's needham season just came to an end a couple days ago i saw them lose to st john's Prep. it was a tough game for needham but uh st john's prep ended up winning the division one championship for the second consecutive year so they're no real shame in losing to a good team like that um are they so-
1: officially a wagon at this point how does that work
0: I mean, I think when you win back-to-back championships, you're a solidified wagon.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Daisy just agrees. Touch it,
1: just touching up on, on a couple more of the teams looking to, to see this weekend. Um, Going to try to check out everybody, but you know, Team 91 Charlotte's a really good team with Ryan Flanagan kind of uh, leading the way, and Jack Ransom is a guy to look out for on that team. Uh, team 91 Carolina. Jackson Spells is, is a dynamic midi for 91 Carolina. Um, leading edge. You know, we'll get to in a little bit when we bring on Graham Stevens, um, their five-star goalie. Mad Dog West is absolutely loaded to the gills. And, you know, one of the, I think one of the teams that maybe flies under the radar a little bit on the 24 circuit that I'm really looking forward to seeing play is Express North. Um, they've they've picked up some big wins kind of across the board. Um, and it's one of those one of those teams where I think you're going to have a lot of high-end recruits um, you know and but they just play really well together. So, really excited for that. Um I think it looks like it's going to be 90 and very hot. So, I might have to bring a little extra sunscreen, a little extra water. That's what we do
0: in the summer. That's what we we, do call here it in the the flano,
1: we call it the flannel package. Extra extra sunscreen, extra water.
0: Don't forget the stool. You got to you got to bring a stool.
1: Yeah, how do you do that? I I don't know, man. It's the, the stool is a tough look for you. I mean, people make fun
0: of me for it, but like—I
1: mean, I would make fun of you for everything,
0: but I, I don't really care. I think it's awesome. It's so
1: comfortable. I'll never go back. Never going back. Never,
0: never, never, never.
1: Uh, stick to your guns, man. That's great. It's an um, awesome little
0: setup. I like it.
1: Yeah, and, a, and you know, a couple quick things too. And still have to put out the uh, the final NLF high school rankings. I guess everything's finally well. No mass. Yeah, mass is finally done.
0: We just ended tonight. The Division Three state champion.
1: Daisy. Daisy. As you
0: can tell, Daisy's pretty fired up for the end of the Mia uh lacrosse season.
1: Big St. John's Prep fan.
0: She's actually a big Severan Hawks fan because that's my alma mater. But anyways, that makes sense. Anyways, tonight was the end of the division. Tonight was the Division Three lacrosse. Uh, final between Medfield and Norwell. Norwell won eleven to three.
1: your Boston came out very strong on that. Norwell is it Norwell you just tried to say? Norwell. There you go. Much better. Norwell. Nope. Nope. That's bad. Don't do that. Um Dumb but anyway. Canadian. <laughs> all that to say, you know, a couple of surprising results um in some state title games. You know, saw uh, Staples in Connecticut just absolutely take Darien to the to the woodshed, which was you know, wasn't all that surprising that, that Staples had the upset, but uh, the way they did it was was really impressive. Henry Dodge, uh, an Eclipse 22, which headed the uh, University of Vermont, was absolutely outstanding. Um, we got video highlights on the site if you want to check those out. And then um, you know, there's there were some just impressive results kind of throughout. Mountain Lakes winning the final T.O.C. in the state of New Jersey, Manhasset. Um, Picking up a big state title in Class C on Long Island.
0: I don't know if you saw Long Meadow in Division Two here in Massachusetts, won in double overtime against Bell Crazy back and forth game, nine to eight. Colson hand buries the game winner off a feed from Dom Verati on a fast break. Congrats to Long Meadow. It's sort of a, sort of a feel good story for them because last year they lost in the state finals and it was kind of an ugly ending to the game. I won't get into that, but yeah. That team's back on top of Division Two. It's been kind of a long time coming for Keith Campbell and the Long Meadow Lancers. So I just want to say congrats to them. Um, hats off to them. They had a heck of a season, historical season. They beat Lincoln Sudbury, uh, they beat Franklin, um, they beat Bill Ricca in the regular season and in the state final. Their only loss the season was to a very good Duxbury team, which ended up losing to Bill Ricca in the uh, semifinals of the Division Two tournament. So yeah, Long good. Meadow is back on top of Division Two.
1: And that was the Boston wrap-up. And now we're going to toss it over to our interview with Max Sloat, who was recently picked to the National Senior All-Star Game powered by Nike lacrosse, an advanced and West Coast Stars product. We're excited to talk to him. And we're very excited to be joined on this week's episode of the NLF Insider Podcast by Max Sloat, an attackman and midfielder from Sacred Heart Prep Northern California uh played for advance and the west coast stars and is signed with duke uh, max great to have you thanks for joining us of course thank you for having me yeah so first thing i'm curious about is you know how'd your see how'd your senior season go and um did it kind of live up to expectations for what you were hoping it would be
2: um for the expectations question i can't say it did in terms of the statistics and the record but um as a season, uh, like as a whole I, th- I mean I had an amazing time being a senior leader is just like there's nothing better um, this year, especially, we had an incredibly young team. We graduated a bunch of big name uh, seniors last year, and so that was a big void to fill um and so it was like it was a little bit of a challenge for me, but i I enjoyed the challenge and it was fun. We had primarily sophomore and freshman teams starting for us, and so it was a lot of fun uh, we didn't end up taking home the trophy uh, against our rival, St. Ignatius, but uh, at the end of the day, we just like it was a great team culture, great team environment. It was just like it was super fun.
1: Yeah, You mentioned kind of having a, a relatively young team, right? And, and you as a senior. I mean, what was that dynamic like for you? And, and after having guys, you know, some big name guys graduate, you kind of step into that, that void. And, you know, was it an adjustment for you? How, how tough was that for you at first?
2: Yeah I mean at first it was definitely an adjustment. Um, I mean as captains we had a couple of captains on the team and we were meeting over the summer and in the fall and we were kind of like this is going to be difficult and there's a lot of work that has to be done. So before the season in the fall we did I mean as much as we possibly could. Like we played like three by together we would just hang out as a team together to try and build that chemistry. Um, and then as the season came around I mean it came a lot easier than I expected it to. I mean the culture just kind of naturally formed and I I thought it was super fun um the younger guys are such awesome kids and like they're respectful but they also play around with us and mess around with us so that kind of dynamic was super fun for me and to kind of be the big guy but um the big guy along with the other upperclassmen but to also kind of just like let loose and have fun with these kids and they're just like they're my brothers and my best friends the entire season so it was great
0: Max, um, just want to pick your brain a little bit about your head coach, uh, Chris Rotelli. Obviously, you yeah. played for him at Sacred Heart Prep in Advance. What was the experience like playing for Coach Rotelli?
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, absolute legend, national championship winner, tour and winner. I mean, it, when you when you hear that as a coach, you can't just like you can't really ask for much more. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, definitely I, a guy
0: I, you want to play for, right?
2: Oh yeah, definitely a guy you want to play for and learn from. He kind of knows like, everything, anywhere you want to get in the lacrosse world, he he knows, um, and so he, I've played for him since, I, I want to say, fifth grade, and, um, I mean, I just remember the first time he ever, like, mentioned my name at a practice, he came to one of our practices when I was, like, guy, like, knee high, and he was, like, oh, Max, great shot, and I was just, like, completely shocked that he even knew my name, because I just thought he was so cool at the time, and so being able to just, like, grow up and have him uh, by my side was just, like, amazing, and he's just, like, I mean, there's always like, there's a player dynamic or player coach dynamic that you usually get with other coaches where it's like, uh, there's kind of like that barrier of respect and like nervousness and anxiety around your coach. But I just, I never really had that with Coach Rattelli. He was just, he was so amazing to me. And he was an incredible mentor and coach, not just like on the field, but also off the field. And he could, like, I could talk to him about anything. And so playing for him club, but then it was even better having the four years with him in high school. He was just He's such a great coach and he focused. I mean, he was he was more about like uh, the kids as people than just about the winning aspect of the game. And I mean, obviously there's very competitive, but um, he really just cared about how we got along as a team, how our culture was, and also just like how we were as people. If he ever heard anything from anyone that was negative, he would immediately have a whole team meeting. And there's nothing ever really bad, but he just like he took that as our top priority. And I just thought that was really cool to see. And it just taught me a lot of great things. And I know my parents loved it too. They all love that uh, attitude and behavioral stuff. So he was great.
1: Um, second part to that question, you know, obviously you did a lot of great stuff with Vance and Coach Rattelli, but I know you played a ton with the Stars, um, you know, Coach Sissy and, and all those guys. What was that experience like for you? Um, I'm sure it's it's always kind of cool getting, you know, all the top guys from Cali and beyond to to come out East and, and play against some of the best teams in the country.
2: Yeah, um, it's definitely a super cool experience. I mean, it's different, it's definitely a lot more difficult than uh, being a part of like a local club team. Um, you have these teams, like the big names, like Team 91, Long Island Express, they're just, they're getting together every week. They're practicing year round. And with West Coast Stars, we just like, we didn't have the opportunity. At the very most, we'd have like one, two practices a summer for like an hour. And I'm not gonna lie, they were not productive whatsoever. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of just like, just winging it on the field you'd get a formation that you play in and you just kind of just go with it. Um, But, and so when I first joined, I mean, I didn't really expect it to be much. I kind of was just like, it's for exposure. Um, You're playing with good people, but I didn't expect to build the bonds and relationships I uh, have now. And there's so many kids I've been playing with for just like years and years now. And so it's just like slowly built over time where now when we meet at tournaments, we're all just like best friends. It's like, we never left each other, even though like I got, we got all these kids in Southern California, which is a full flight away from me, surprisingly, even though we're in the same state. Um, and then we got kids in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, everywhere. Um, and so it's just like, it's a really cool environment because you got a bunch of kids that have their own lives and um, have their own high school teams they're playing for. And you don't really cross paths during the year, but then playing with them and just like having to build this chemistry super quick is definitely a challenge, but it's it's also just like more fun than not. And so I, I love
1: it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, Switching gears a little bit, the, the rosters for the second annual national senior all-star game powered by Nike lacrosse were recently announced, and you were on there. Um, one of, I want to say, five Duke guys without looking at it right now. Uh, surprising to see Duke get some good recruits. It's, it's a good start for them. Big surprise. Um, yeah, yeah, big surprise. But, um, you know, what was that like for you, you know, when you found out and just, you know, did you kind of know – after the, or I guess midway through the season you were having that, that you'd kind of be an option for this or, you know, what what was your, just kind of your whole mindset th- for, uh, towards that whole thing?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, first of all, complete honor. I mean, just amazing being selected and being put with these uh, other kids that are just like amazing players and that are just like showing time and time again why they belong. Um, I guess going into it, uh, to be honest, I kind of, I, I kind of had my eye on it. I mean, the past summer, I I had a feeling I was like, this is like, it's not like as much, like coaches aren't really watching for recruiting as much. Uh, I mean, I was committed. So it didn't really matter for recruiting aspect last summer, the club uh, scene, but I kind of knew in the back of my head, I was like, this is this, like how I play this summer is going to try and prove to people like about what California lacrosse is like, what West Coast lacrosse is like, and kind of prove I belong there. Um, And also to show uh, my future coaches. Um, And so I guess just playing and then throughout the whole year. Um, I had it in the back of my head, but it wasn't, it wasn't a thing that um, I tried to, or I tried to let myself not get disappointed if I wasn't selected. Um, I talked to some older guys above me that were in the game and their whole mindset was just like, at the end of the day, like it's, it's a complete honor, but it kind of just, you gotta let it put a chip on your shoulder. If you don't get selected, you just gotta work and grind. Um, but then if you do, I mean, just take it and run. And um, I mean, I did, I remember getting the call and I was just like, call my parents immediately. I was like, wow, I, I was completely shocked. Um, but it was also cool because it didn't didn't let me get complacent at all. I kind of just, I took it and I was like, wow, now I, I really need to work. Um, and I really just need to put the time in and the effort in because being like placed with these kids and like having a title like that um, is just amazing. And so you just got to prove it. And I can't really get it, or I wasn't going to let myself get out there and just show, like, oh, why was I selected or anything? And so I just – I knew I had to work and prove it. But when I got selected, I just – I took the time to enjoy it, and I thought it was an amazing honor. It was cool to be on the Zoom call. I mean, I wasn't drafted, but I just – it was a really cool thing to just, like, see all those kids together. And so I'm super pumped for it.
1: Not put a chip on your shoulder? You didn't get drafted? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. I mean, you, you, you had Charles picking, you know, one of your future Duke teammates. You give him, you yeah, shoot him a yeah. text or something? Be like, what's up, bro? Uh, he, he, I, I shot a text. He, he put our names out there
2: after the draft. He threw he threw out there that they wanted the Duke kids and our damn kids. Um, I didn't let it bother me. I mean, it would have been nice to get picked. I won't lie. It's right. pretty cool. Pretty cool. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I, all I can really ask for is I, I made the game. And so I know I'm going to be out there on the field at some point. Um and so that's that's all I could really ask for. So could not get greedy there.
1: Right. And that game is set for Saturday, July 9th at 7 p.m. at Navy Marine Corps Stadium, which is an awesome venue. Um, oh, yeah. you know, we touched a bit on it a lot of Duke guys in this game. Um, take us through your recruitment a little bit. You know, what what was it like for you? Did you kind of know Duke was gonna be the place for you from the start, or was it a bit of a, a you know, last second type of thing? What what was that whole process like for you? And and it must have been tough. I mean, we've talked to a couple guys about it, but Know your whole recruitment was basically through Zoom, right? Um, Yeah. Just you know, calls and checking out you know school websites and stuff. So, how tough was that?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna like be like that, but I think it was a little tougher for West Coast kids. I mean, some kids were able to take little quick flights, visit campuses, and just like look around. And for me, it's just like I mean, being able like. it's not so easy to just be able to just book a quick flight to the East coast, a nice five and a half, six hour flight. Um, it's a whole, just like whole thing we got planned out with the family and everything. So that part of it made it super difficult. Um, I mean, I've told this story to many people. I think it's pretty cool. I, I mean, taking it back, I, I visited Duke in eighth grade, not like I actually visited, wasn't like a recruit, but I got to go play out there with uh, West coast stars. And I just remember we got to play at North Carolina and Duke got to visit, and Coach Janowski got to talk to us, um, and I just, I mean, I, when I first, like, walked on the Duke campus, and we got the little tour, I just thought it was, like, the most amazing thing ever, and obviously, you know, I mean, you know all about, everyone knows all about the Duke legacy, I mean, mm-hmm. the Duke team, you got big names, like, coming out of Duke, national championships, Um so everyone knows about that, um, and obviously, as a kid, you think that's the coolest thing ever, but then, just, like, being able to actually walk on the campus, and um, have, or hear Coach Stanowski talk to you. Um, It was just, I mean, it was the most amazing experience. I mean, they have like, like one of the most beautiful chapels ever. And I thought for me as a kid, like that was such a cool thing. And um, then you get to learn about the Duke academics and all that stuff. And I I just, I truly think it's unmatched. Um, And so that was like, I always had that thought in the back of my head since I was in eighth grade, I kind of knew I wanted to go to Duke, but then uh, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I did not really know if it was going to be a possibility at all. And so I kind of just, like, pushed it back, and I was like, whatever happens, happens. Uh, whatever opportunities open up, open up. And so um, when we got around to September 1st, um, I was getting some calls, and then I got, like, an email. And how Duke does it, Duke does it differently, and Coach Janowski does it differently than any other coach. Instead of, like, texting or calling initially, they send – it's almost like a computer-generated email. That's kind of like we want to talk to you. Like we'll call you at some point, and I was like, I, at, at first at some I,
1: point, like I don't know, we yeah, might call you, not point, call you. Who cares?
2: At some point, and it reminded me of like the little like emails I get with like fill out this questionnaire and like come to our prospect day. And so I was like, oh, this is just computer generated. I was like, this isn't real, and so I didn't think much of it. And then um, I got the text and uh, I started cu- talking to Coach asking I just, I mean, he's he's just an amazing person, amazing coach. I mean, most this coach. Um, Division one history, I think, and so, but also hearing hearing him talk as a person is just like something else, and how he treats uh, his team and what the culture is like is just so amazing there. And so, um, getting to talk to him, I think. I mean, I think I committed the second week of September. Um, it was rushed, too. I mean, the recruitment process was kind of crazy that year. All Zoom calls. I feel like I think a lot of kids felt pressure because there's not much of visits. Coaches aren't watching you on the sidelines. It's not like they can really take it slow and be like, "We're going to come watch you." And so kids were just like, "Comain like that." I think, I mean, it was some sort of like huge number commit in the very first week, um, which was which was crazy. And so that kind of when I saw that number, I was like, "Oh geez, like I really I got to get move on." Um, and so I was talking to some coaches, and I had narrowed it down pretty quickly to like my final couple of schools. And I mean, I loved all of them, and I kind of just knew wherever I ended up, like I couldn't really go wrong. Um, And so when Coach Stanowski called me and finally offered me, I just, like, I immediately jumped on it. Because after thinking about it uh, by myself, after talking with family, my parents, friends, everyone, it's kind of just, like, I realized Duke was just the best possible school in my mind um, that I could ever go to, like, even just, like, if I was a lacrosse player. I just thought it was such a perfect school in every aspect. And so um, I kind of just – when it finally clicked – um, and when I knew I'd have the opportunity to go to Duke, I think that's why I knew I was like, I I'm going to go here and I need to go here.
1: That's awesome. That's, uh, that's very in depth and you know, or <laughs> no, but it's, it's more to it than, than a lot of people, you know, kind of talk about it. And, and it, you yeah. know, you did talk to us a little bit about kind of the struggles of having to do everything, especially like you said, you can't just hop on a flight every time. And, uh, sure that yeah. couldn't have been easy, but you seem very happy with your decision. So it seems oh, like, yeah. uh. I don't think you can really go wrong coming to a great school like Duke. So uh, that's so. awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much to Max Sloat for joining us on the this uh, week's NLF Insider podcast. We're excited to watch you play uh, this July 9th in the uh, yeah. National Senior All-Star game. And then uh, after that, we'll be looking forward to watching you play at Duke.
2: All right. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And we're ready to toss it over to our interview with Graham Stevens, the five-star goalie from Pingree School in New Jersey and Leading Edge. And we're very excited to be now joined by Graham Stevens, goalie out of the Pingree School in New Jersey, as well as Leading Edge, our number twenty-one player in the class of twenty twenty-four. Um, thanks for thanks so much for joining us, Graham.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch you. You know playing for leading edge in the past, uh, I guess you know, six months to almost a year now, right? Almost your first full year at uh, at leading edge. Um, yeah, I know you're playing in the elite NLF Elite 120 on, on Friday. Um, and that's always you know one of the premier, if not the premier kind of you know showcase event of the year. So, what what are your thoughts going into that? I mean, how much are you looking forward to it?
3: I'm excited. I mean, can't wait to get down there. Um, I just looked at the rosters before this, like kids are good. Um, hopefully, I can get a good showing, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, leading edge, you guys got off to a hot start. Um, you know, winning the uh the NLF June event in Middletown. Um, what was that like for you guys and you know, finally coming kind of coming together and, and grabbing a title at the NLF event? Pretty good start to the summer. Uh
3: yeah, I mean it was good. I'm pretty sure that might have been the first one in in history. Um, so we were excited. Um it's always good to start the summer. With a bang, you know, get everyone rolling uh, into the next events. But yeah, it was, it was good, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you talk about the next events: uh, Crab feast this weekend for you guys, right? And then Legacy, um, the Massachusetts event in Massachusetts. Um, you know, obviously, really a tough schedule, which is what you signed up for at Leading Edge. So, you know, how much are you looking forward to those events, knowing that there's going to be you know hundreds of college coaches uh, checking you guys out.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Just competing, good teams. Um, you know, hopefully we can play well, get go far in these tournaments and just, it'll be exciting for sure.
1: And, you know, we talked about it a little bit, this is your first year at leading edge um, came over from another club, you know, at, at a time where um, leading edge gets a lot of these guys who, you know, want to get a, a little bit more exposure and play against the toughest competition. I know we've talked about it before with, with the competition and what's it been like for you um, kind of adjusting to, you know, seemingly every game being a one goal game and, I know, I know it kind of brings out the competitor in you, so tell me a little bit about that.
3: Um, I mean, every game you got to stay dialed. There's no games where you're like, you can take a break. Um, and you just got to prepare for that during the week with practice and everything. But it's definitely, it's definitely a little bit tough um, adjusting to playing like a very intense game, like three games in a day, three very intense games. So um, it's, it's fun at the same time. So it, it's definitely, it was definitely good for me.
1: When was the first time you kind of realized that maybe, you know, doing things at leading edge is a little bit different than than everywhere else?
3: Um, this is a funny story. I think it was practice in the fall. Um, I don't know. Our team, we were, like, playing sloppy, whatever. Coach Roy, like, always keeps us – It makes sure we're, like, playing sharp, whatever, dropping a couple pa- passes, and we're on the line running. I'm like, okay, like, this is serious. Like, got to gotta, um, stay focused here.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment, especially playing for Coach Roy, who you know that the whole organization prides itself on kind of being a college style program, right? So, um, you mentioned the practice, and you know how 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 much does the intensity get kind of ratcheted up at, at practice with uh, with those guys?
3: Yeah, it's tough. Guys, guys are um, really competing. Um, we're all gassed after practice, um, but yeah, there it's it's really good to get out there um, and like play with each other and it definitely makes offense defense better and it definitely helps us.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on IMG. Obviously you lit it up. Uh, you were named a five-star um, just wanted to get your thoughts on the event as a whole and just like what the two days leading up to the actual games being played helped teach you as a player.
3: Um, yeah. Well, the coaches, I wasn't expecting the coaches to be that good. Just the the whole staff was incredible. Um, and just, I think it was like, the first day, whatever, we just had training and, and p- position like specialized drills and stuff that actually helped me get like, um, get folks for the games. Um, and a lot of times like tournaments showcases, you get like a little warm, whatever, but the IMG was great. Cause like, I got like good up um, and made sure like I was fresh and ready to go.
0: I remember during the 24 all-star game, kids were getting really pissed off because you just were saving everything with every single part of your body part just what was it like being named an all-star at that and what did you think about your performance in that all-star
3: game um yeah it was sick I knew before um going in the all-star game I was like in order to make this all-star game like I got to play well like the kids are kids are insane here um and then during the all-star game I wasn't really thinking I was just trying to uh make sure like you know I was supposed to be in this game um I think um I was like a couple minutes in the game. I was like, I'm not, I'm not playing too bad right now. Like um, I'll just try to keep this up. But yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. That was awesome to watch.
1: I think if I remember correctly, it was like 10, 10 saves and like one goal against, which is ridiculous. I mean, goalie brand was
0: very well represented that day.
1: Yeah. Have you had, have you had a half like that before? I mean, especially against such like, you know, high end competition, and how tough is it? I mean, all star games are great, and all, but like to come in and only play one half, and you know, be a little bit cold. Was that a little bit tougher? Yeah, it's
3: Especially tough. Especially the
1: caliber of shooter.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, the kids all over that field were could have the potential to sting a corner whenever, but um, just yeah, it It's it's tough, but um, I don't know. Something was clicking about that day, and it was it was pretty good.
1: You finally got you got to be a starter this year at Pingree as a sophomore, which doesn't happen too often, especially, you know, for goalies. Um, I think last I checked your save percentage was like 69, 70% type of thing, which is obviously terrific. And you guys had a great run. I mean, what was that experience like for you kind of, not only, you know, getting the start and and playing well, but to learn from um, some really high-end seniors, like, you know, a guy like Luke Engelke, a fellow leading edge guy who's going to Duke.
3: Yeah, Luke's Luke's a great, great leader, guy I always looked up to when I was in middle school. It it was fun, I was fun playing with those kind of guys. Um, High school lacrosse is, it's kind of like a different breed, um, different kind of lacrosse. So you kind of have to get adjusted to that, it's not as fast. Um, I struggled a little bit in the beginning, just everything was so slow that it was tough to like really focus um, and like stay consistently um, tracking the ball. But after a while I got used to it, It became pretty fun. It, it, it It was a good season.
1: Now, I know we're looking ahead um, a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure schools are going to come knocking on September 1. And actually the service academies can start recruiting already next week, which is wild. But um, have you kind of already formulated a plan for like visits or just, you know, have you maybe made a list of schools that you're interested in? And, you know, what are you looking for in a, in a school?
3: Um, yeah, I've been talking to Coach Roy a lot about this. Um, obviously, he's, this is his bread and butter, kind of getting kids into college. Um, honestly like I'm a type of guy where whatever school gives me a shot like I'll I'll consider it look into the school and you know I'm looking for a school like good academics um but really I'll, I'll consider anything so just yeah just talking to coach Roy trying to get a plan together that kind of stuff
1: have you ever had a dream school or anything like that or is it just uh pretty wide open
3: it's pretty wide open. My, my sister played tennis at Cornell, so that's a school okay. I went to. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really open to anything.
1: So you're not even the best athlete in the family is what you're telling me?
3: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> oh, tough go, tough go. Thank you so much to Graham Stevens for joining us uh, right before he takes the field for the Elite 120. Um, we'll be watching you on Friday, Graham, and thanks again for joining us.
3: Yeah, thanks. thanks a lot
1: for having me on. And thank you very much to Max Slote and Graham Stevens for joining us. On the NLF Insider Podcast, excited to watch Max play in the National Senior All-Star Game on July 9th at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. And come to watch Graham uh, play at the Elite 120 this week. And we're leading edge at Crab Feast. So thanks again, Flano. did an above-average job once again. Very happy. And thank you to Daisy for chiming in with her hot takes once again.
0: Daisy disagrees. She thinks I did a below-average job, but it's going to be back.
1: She's probably not wrong.
0: No, I was okay. trying to be polite. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's have a good summer, Matt.
1: Let's do it. Thank you, everybody.